Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys. Welcome again to another episode of the Walk On Water Boys podcast. About time for some of you. Maybe we weren't gone long enough for some others. But I am Clint, back again on the Walk On Water Boys podcast, joined as always by my fellow DCP, Austin. It has been a while. How are you doing, my friend? Clint, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh, it, it's been a while. Uh, I believe Masters Week uh, was the last time we recorded an episode. We t- you know we were going to do our normal break there, and then uh, you got down with the sickness uh, one week, and uh, that that postponed. I believe we were supposed to set to record last week. I got pushed to this week. So excited to be back. Uh, going to do things a little bit different, Austin. Hey, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. One of those weeks you were like, ah, I can't record. So let's not put it all on me. Let's put it all on you. Right. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do things a little bit different because we've got, I mean, there has been a lot that has happened uh, since the last time we've recorded. So Austin, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some categories. Okay. And then you just pick a category. And then we're going to dive into the topics that some I've shared with you, some I have not shared with you, but we're going to dive into the topics that I have for that category. So tonight's episode categories. We I'll have, take I'll take potent potables. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have the NFL. We've got Major League Baseball. You've got entertainment with TV series and movies. We've got golf. We've got college football. We've got our serial bracket, which we do have to get to this episode. Uh, and then uh, and then video games. So, Austin, you decide what we get started with for this episode. Let's go uh, the fan favorite, college football. College football, of course. So, we're going to kick it off with college football. Now, college football, since we've been gone... You know, obviously, spring games have come and gone. Uh, Clemson has wrapped up their spring. South Carolina has wrapped up uh, theirs. Colorado, I know, was on TV played in the snow uh, for their spring game. I believe Oregon's was last week. So I believe all these spring games uh, have taken place for uh, at least the Power Five college football programs uh, for the year. So that brings us to really – Two things we can touch on with college football. Uh, I know one of the things you wanted to discuss was some rule changes uh, that happened while we were gone. Uh, I know the biggest that that uh, I noted was the continuous clock. Now in college football, it'd be more like an NFL situation where the clock continues to run 
uh, up until that two minute warning uh, at the end of each half, the the clock will stop on a uh, on a first down, uh, where it used to be a college football first down. There was a stoppage of the stoppage of the clock, game clock. So, Austin, your thoughts on that and any other rule changes that that you've read about that that you want to discuss? Well, a couple other ones I saw: uh, no consecutive team timeouts. Yes, yep, that was one. Yeah, I do. And then also uh, defensive penalty, or I don't remember the wording. Penalties at the end of quarter one and three will be enforced yes. in quarter four. Yeah, instead of having two. to instead of having an untimed down. Yeah, uh, like they had in the past, they'll they'll carry that over to the to the following quarter. So I'm I'm fine with both of those. As far as the biggest rule change, the the running clock up until two minutes and the final, uh, the final two minutes of the second quarter and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all or nothing. Hey, let's do it or don't. I'm fine with speeding the game up. I'm fine with the clock uh, running and not stopping after first down. I just don't like that we're going to sit here and then have it stop once we get aside two minutes. Give them a two-minute warning. And let's play and continue to go. With That's it. what I was wondering. Maybe they just didn't want to go full fledged NFL. Yeah. Does this happen in two yeah. years from now where they go? Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe you know because I'm sure you're going to have. You this is going to cause mistakes. This oh, yeah. is going to early in the season, the first couple of games, games. You'll see absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see it. Maybe maybe it's you know hey trying to uh, ease these these schools into it. Um, I don't necessarily think that it should be that way. I would love to see it just full on run the clock and you got to prepare for it for the NFL. Hey, you want to go play in the NFL? Learn how to play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they too, they, they were talking, they're trying to find ways to shorten the game. Well, uh, every sport, right? Uh, yeah. Every sport's trying to shorten the game. Yes. This will probably, I mean, it's going to shorten it a little bit. Uh, the NFL is very good at, you know, those one o'clock kickoffs, they're done at four o'clock. Yeah. They're done in time for that next, <laughs> next yeah, set of games. Yeah. This next set of games to start. Um, I've seen somewhere else like, well, you know, quit calling all those time, you know, commercial breaks and then, you know, we'll get shorter games. Um, and then they talk about cheating the fans and stuff like that. I was like, well, it's still a 60 minute game. I mean, you're still getting the same amount of football, but now the, the experience uh, isn't going to last quite as long, but I'm like you, I'm like, you know, really, if you're going to go to two minutes, obviously you're making it clear two minutes. They see it as in the two minute warning in the NFL. That's what they're basically comparing it to. Now, from a betting standpoint, how does this play with my over and unders? So that's one thing I'm interested in seeing a statistic to show me this year after this year, Versus the last few years, where are overs and unders sat uh, comparatively? I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. It, does Vegas? I mean, obviously they'll take this into account, but how can they? How can they know for sure? I mean, you got those those wild mat games that are you know seventy eight to to sixty eight in the fourth. Yeah. How much? How much of a difference does it make as a better as a gambler? I'm anxious to see that. I might be placing a few under bets this season as opposed to over. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see how it goes. Say, I mean, you could see it to where it's going to give the offense that's down 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could yes, it could give them the opportunity to score more, but it's not any different than the rules they had in the past. You know. Well, I, mean, I don't. No, no. I see the first scoring thing. less. That's what I'm saying. I'm scoring less, right? Overall, because yeah. for the majority of the well, game, you know Vegas now is going to adjust for it. Vegas. Yeah, I know. I know. It'll but, take a couple of weeks, and Vegas will. Get yeah, it, we'll see. Get we'll see after the first few weeks how it goes. That's yeah. why I say I may be betting unders for the first couple of <laughs> yeah, couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, so that takes us to the the last item that I have for college football. Uh, David Hood, uh, Tiger Net senior writer for Tiger Net, he he releases some videos every now and then for that website, the Clemson website, and he's been releasing you know 10, 15 minute videos on YouTube here and there on that Tiger Net channel. And the big one that came out, I want to say it was the week we were going to record, whatever week that was. There's some debate there whether that was last week or the week before. Uh, he released a video on there. And now, obviously, everybody that follows college ball knows, expects conference realignment to happen again here in the next couple of years. You know, that's that's out there. And David Hood uh, talked about, and obviously he didn't reveal any of the sources, but he has talked to multiple schools, uh, you know, different sources he has with different schools, different conference uh, sources he has across the country. And uh, so if you want to check out the videos, good over there on YouTube, on the TigerNet YouTube channel. But essentially what he discussed was there's four schools in the ACC that are really pressing right now with the ACC of trying to figure out a way to get out. And those four schools working hand in hand, these four schools are basically, basically create an alliance together. And do you want to guess those four schools, Austin? What are the four schools that apparently have created this alliance within the ACC? Clemson, Miami, FSU, and North Carolina. Nailed it. Nailed it. Four yeah. out of four. Those are the, the four uh, working together apparently now apparently they've kind of got Virginia Tech and NC State kind of out there uh, that's you know, eh. want to get left behind but the four really driving this are those four schools you just named and according to David Hood the Big Ten and the SEC have have made it known to these schools that they're interested uh, but obviously with the whole grant yeah, but who deal, was who the, wants to go to the Big Ten now? The grant, the grant of rights with the uh, with the ACC is all the way through like twenty thirty four, some ridiculous year that the former ACC commissioner John Swafford, who's destroyed the conference uh, and left it in shambles, uh, it runs until twenty thirty four. So obviously, this, there's got to be eight members that's got to have a way out in order to shut this thing down and break, break the grant of rights to allow these schools to leave uh, at no, no, I'll just say no charge, basically, <laughs> you know, with no fee that they got to owe the conference. So I want to ask you, Austin, out of those four schools I've named, who do you think is the best fit for the SEC? Who do you think is the best fit for the big 10? And obviously yes, the big 10, the SEC, because those are your biggest moneymakers. Uh, he also discussed in there the Pac-12 is pretty much on its way closing the doors. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I see Clemson and I think Clemson and FSU align more with SEC. Those are your two. 
in the recent years, and I see them rebuilding, not Clemson rebuilding. I don't want to offend you. That's not no, what I mean there. Fine. But I see Clemson and FSU this year, according to ESPN's top I see Clemson and FSU fitting along in the SEC. Uh, North Carolina, North Carolina, very similar to South Carolina. I can see them going Big Ten. And Miami has been, you know, where are they going to be next year? Yeah. So I could see that. The the current realignments, the majority of the big ones take place 2024, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when uh, SEC is opened up and you bring in the new schools. And then um, your, I think your big – your Big, Big 12 10. goes to Big 14 and then back down to 12 again after that, uh, the year after that, because they yeah. they add to and drop, you know. Yeah. So I I don't know. Uh, and then you get to the whole super conferences again that well, know, I think we, eventually, we I before. mean, uh, there and as a Clemson fan, obviously I'm following this a little bit closer than what you are. Um, but there are many big name uh, Clemson writers, you know, people that's on the Clemson beat every day uh, that have those close relationships inside the athletic department uh, with the program that that truly believe at the end of this summer, we may know that Clemson will no longer be in the ACC at, you know, in the next two to three years. And the, the, a lot of different podcasts that I listen to discuss, you know, they always ask the question, you know, within five years, do you see Clemson being in the ACC? And the answer every time has been no, that Clemson will no longer be in the ACC. Uh, and, I, and I'm coastal, with you. And Coastal Carolina comes in. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. I think the ACC, honestly, if I'm going to make my predictions, in five years, the ACC Bulls, will not exist. Yeah. Will not exist. Uh, you'll see Clemson, Florida State, go to the SEC, the SEC, they may pick up like a Virginia Tech or something just to get that Virginia market, um, but I, I just, I just, I just don't see it uh, to where how the ACC holds up because they are so far behind with that horrible TV deal they signed with ESPN uh, with John Swafford. That thing it was just horrible, and they are getting around fifty million dollars per school. How far they're behind uh, from the money that the SEC and the Big Ten is making? So it, it's they can't sustain that. Uh, they'll they'll continue to fall further and further behind. All right, so college football, that's a wrap. College football. So so no spring game talk, nothing. Well, I mean, if you, if you've got something you want you want to discuss with the spring game, I, I mean, mean Clemson's was pretty. They didn't really show anything on the offensive side of the ball. It was basically wide receiver screens and counters and yeah. inside zone. I mean, they showed very little. Um, I like the Carolina game. Uh. You had Spencer Rattler. He looked comfortable. He made a few overthrows, but to be expected in a spring game. To be expected. He looked good. He looked comfortable. It was a very fun atmosphere, as Shane Beamer has brought to Columbia. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very fun atmosphere. I mean, you still you still have coaches getting on players. It's a spring game, right? Yeah. You still have it, but it was a very fun atmosphere. They ended up uh, having a tiebreaker at the end of the game. Which you don't oh, see yes. that ever, yeah, you know. But it's fun. It's yeah, it's what great to see. In a spring game ends in a tie. That's interesting. It, it ends, <laughs> but not in Carolina, baby. Oh. Uh, but uh, Luke Doty didn't look that great. Which I see Luke Doty transferring out either this year or next year. Okay. I like him. 
Isn't he a senior he, this he's year? a red shirt, red shirt junior, I believe. Uh, okay. Um, I like him. We, we covered him, you know, in a different On a previous podcast. Ago. Yeah. We we covered him out of Myrtle Beach High School. Really like him. I'd like to see him do well. I see him going to uh, another school this year or next year. Lenoris Sellers, the freshman quarterback, he came in. He threw the ball pretty well. He was, the, I think, he was the second leading rusher for the whole game. Uh, but overall, it was a it was a good game. Uh, they they had a a big crowd out there. Did the fireworks after everything, mm-hmm. so it was it was good to see that. And then you see who they just hired as a D line coach. I do not. Travion Robertson, number forty two, defense uh defensive uh I think he played like a in linebacker position whenever mm-hmm. he was at Carolina. Anyway, mm-hmm. just hired him. He was uh he was a graduate assistant. At Carolina, then he coached under uh, coached at Georgia State. I think he just came most recently from Tulane. Hmm. But, you yeah. know, hey, building out that coaching staff with uh, some more former players. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, speaking of other players that we, we covered in a former uh, podcast, the uh, Hunter Helms, who was lighting up high school football in the state of South Carolina at the quarterback position. He's been named the uh, officially the backup quarterback. How about that? Uh, to K. Klubnik. So uh, big news for him. Uh, you know, he has some scholarship offers at some other schools and decided to take a preferred walk on spot uh, with Clemson. He's earned a scholarship and now he'll be the uh, backup quarterback for 2023. So, so uh, yeah. Did, but- he go, did he go to the school in, in New York and then transfer to? Clemson? No, no, no. He, no. Uh, he. I think he had. I wonder if I remember correctly. He had a scholarship to App State that he turned, and maybe South Florida. Yeah, I think it was South Florida and App State. He turned those down to do a preferred walk on at Clemson, and uh, and now he's the the backup quarterback with a scholarship. So, so good news for him. But Garrett oh, Riley did great collegiate. Great collegiate. Yep. Great collegiate. Yep. yep. Um, Clemson's offense really didn't show anything. Their defense. I think it's going to take a huge step forward this year. Uh, yes, they lost some big names, but I think uh, I think they're primed for a very big season under second-year defense coordinator Wes Goodwin. All right, so college football, that's a wrap for college football. Uh, where do you want to go next, Austin? Your choice. Where are you taking us on this podcast? Episode? Well, I know that you were – if we go to entertainment, you're going to talk about The Witcher, some kind of Seven Kingdoms, and Mandalorian, and I could care less about any of that crap. You could so care less? I could care less about either of those, <laughs> any of them. Well, the only good thing that you were going to talk about entertainment-wise was Super Mario Brothers movie, which I loved, took the kids to well, go You've see. already started us down the road. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm going my spiel on Super Mario Brothers. It was great. It was wonderful to the kids. They loved it. You took your family, had a great time. Oh yeah, terrific it was movie. Awesome. It was awesome. You know, my my three year old at the beginning of the movie, where the brothers are racing to go to a plumbing call. Oh and yeah, no, com- no sleep com- till Brooklyn yeah. comes home yeah. by the Beastie yeah. Boys, and my yeah. three year old sitting there, no sleep. You know, he's just yelling, <laughs> screaming it <laughs> inside the prouder. theater. Yeah, I've never been prouder. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, let's go to let's go to video games, Clint. Uh, video games. Okay, well, I, I I did enjoy Super Mario Brothers. I. I uh, if you have not seen it, I strongly suggest you do go see it, especially, you know, our age grew up with the Mario's, you know, Super Mario Brothers, you know, Mario Kart, uh, the, you know, all the Mario games. And um, 
It, they did the Mario, a, the Mario Brothers live action movie, which was I don't terrific. know about that. I don't know about <laughs> that, but they did a phenomenal job, and I would put it up there. We had a discussion, I believe, on our last episode about you know top tier video game movies. You know, when we were discussing The Last of Us, uh, this is up there. I mean, this they they did a great job with it. I had I had no complaints. I mean, it was uh, they did a very good job, especially with the casting. Jack Black as uh, Bowser was was very well done. Very yeah, well I done. mean, I knew it was going to be good. Obviously, you know these this film studio doing it, but mm-hmm. it it exceeded expectation. It did. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I, I would say I don't know what my expectation was. I just had a hope that it didn't stink. You know, like I, I was like, man, if they ruin this, this is going to be so so disappointing. But they did, they did a great job. Uh, but yes, Austin mentioned The Witcher. The season starts in June. Mandalorian season three wrapped up. He doesn't want to talk about any of those things. The Last Kingdom, the show that I was trying to get Addison to watch that I don't think he's watched yet, uh, had the movie premiere with Netflix. Seven Kings Must Die. It was a good Next. film, especially Next. especially if you had seen, uh, especially if you had watched the series. Next. <laughs> All right, so video games. Uh, really, the only thing I have, Austin, and you and you can uh, bring up anything else, maybe that you that you want to talk about, but MLB, the show 23, I know Pega has some plans. Uh, uh, obviously the intern over there, they still do have an intern over there at Pega, uh, failed to do the proper research. Oh my gosh. And did not realize that MLB, the show 23 no longer has online franchise. And apparently it's been this way. The last two, the two previous games. I wasted and, uh, $75 on that game. I don't know why you spent 75, but uh, it's interesting that you. Spent uh, I, I bought it from GameStop. They have a higher price. Uh, Game GameStop still open? <laughs> I didn't realize. I don't know the last time I've been. I don't know what I pay, Clint. I just throw the card out. It doesn't know. matter to you. You're a gambling man. You know, you just yeah. whatever. Uh, well, I gambled wrong on this one. It's so a fun is, game. The game is it's fun. a fun game. game Clint, fun. Clint and I played an online match. Together, well, together we were yeah, co-op. Yeah, we co-op. were yeah co-op game. We were the Braves. We played the Dodgers. The Dodgers, I believe it was. Yeah, and uh, uh, we ended up winning one to nothing. One to nothing on the on a uh, solo home run by Clint. Yeah, Vaughn uh, Grissom stepped up to the plate late in the game and hit a solo. I home think run. we probably had 10, 11 strikeouts uh, as oh, pitchers. Yeah. We did. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. fun game. I would really like to play again the co-op. With you against a com- yeah. not even a computer against another team, yeah. it's fun. Uh, just very disappointed with the online, the lack of online franchise. I think you know, like you said, uh, Pega is going to try to do some road to the show content, things like that. Yeah, but yeah. very disappointed, very very disappointed. No online franchise. Now, apparently, um, you can create like a custom league, but you got to have at least four people in, it and it's not an actual you know, major league baseball season, you kind of structure your own way, which kind of can be neat, you know, if you've got enough people to be in it, but. Well, I tell you what, you can open the signups. You can uh, DM Clint or the walk on water boys, Twitter. If we get enough feedback, if we get enough people wanting to play. A, That's true. At, a season, uh, at we Clint can Wild podcast, uh, yeah. you can message me over there on Twitter and, uh, and let or, me know or at walk on water boys. Yeah. If we get enough people interested. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do a we there, you go. Yeah. there you go. There you go. Uh, is there anything else with video games? I know Call of Duty still going strong. Uh, the Pega team over there, not as much content, but uh, DMZ has really taken off. 
with Palmetto Amateur Gaming uh, Squad over there. So uh, I think nothing but good things to say about the Modern Warfare 2 release. Yeah, I guess we're still waiting. 2024 is the football, college football. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I can wait. I don't know if I can make it, dude. What are you? I mean, what are you gonna do? I'm bored. I'm borderline non-video games. Yeah, well, it's tough. It's tough when we we the game that we really really want to play is is still over a year. <laughs> it's still over a year. I'm late. getting old, man. Yeah, it's you're getting old. I'm getting old. I tell you what, at some point you got to stop playing video games. At some point, I've been saying it for ten years, man. Oh, you know, be, I mean, yeah, this is I'm winding down. And I'm still playing. the bear stopped playing video games, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did stop he's, playing. He's, it. He gave about ten years ago, probably about now. Exactly, he's been out for. He a still while. plays some Mario Kart every now and then. You know, he's oh, got he's it, got yeah. a son that's big into right. the Mario world, so he, he plays some plays some competitively. Mario Kart right competitively, yeah, he's not competitive in that. So no. I wouldn't count it when he plays that. Being competitive. <laughs> competitively, the bear realized, "Hey, I'm old. I got to hang it up." Or, you know, uh, on our last college football dynasty. Uh, was it the last one we did that yeah. uh, he was the only one that won a national championship besides yeah. me? Yeah. So and that was he might have to dust mind. off dust off the old PS2 controller and get into it. <laughs> uh, uh, I think he's still he. I think it was a PS3 was the last one we did. I don't. Yeah. Know. Anyways, but sad, it's sad. Honestly, it's just sad to talk about that we hadn't had a college football dynasty since NCAA. 13. I think that was 13. Was the one we had. I don't even think we had the last game that they. Yeah, released. we had 13. Yep. All right. So we've discussed uh, video games, briefly entertainment, NFL. I mean, not NFL, college football. Uh, also, where would you like to go next? We can do a brief, uh, a brief look at the NFL draft. Okay. So going over to NFL before we get to the NFL draft, because obviously that's the biggest thing that's happened since we've been gone, uh, as it is the NFL offseason. But we do want to mention we talked about it on the podcast last time. That, I think I broke the news last time. On yeah, the show. you may have broke the news, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers has uh, has now been traded to the New York Jets, uh, one-time Super Bowl champion, four-time MVP, uh, Green Bay Packers since 2005. He replaced NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre as the Green Bay Packers starter in 2008. And guess where Brett Favre ended up going when he got replaced by Aaron Rodgers? New York to the Jets. Jets. To the Jets. So I guess next season – if he continues to follow Brett Favre, he'll be a Minnesota Viking when Kirk That's Cousins right. decides to go away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So obviously that's the big news. Jordan Love now gets handed the keys to the Packers organization, twenty twenty first round pick. And then speaking of quarterbacks drafted in the first round, that gets us right to the NFL draft. Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback, taking taking the first overall. This year in the NFL draft, two other quarterbacks taken in the first round, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State going number two to the Houston Texans, and then Olsen's man out of Florida, Anthony Richardson, going number four to the Indianapolis Colts. How about another quarterback story out of the NFL draft, Kentucky's Will Levis? Yeah, yeah. That, I listed a couple different things. They kept saying, who do you predict the slide? I was like, Will Levis, man. Well, Levis. I mean, he went. I don't know why he was so confident. I I, I don't either. I mean, there's usually one quarterback that kind of doesn't make sense that they'll hype yeah. up and then he'll start slipping. 
And then it's like they put all this pressure on the kid. I was like, no, you rated him that high, <laughs> right? No, nobody else did. You rated that high. I mean, he. And then the and then the 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 viral video clip, now exactly viral video clip of of him stating, well, you know, I, if I'm going to the draft, I'm going high in the in the first round. Otherwise, I don't really see a reason to go into the draft if I'm going, you know, second round, third round. Oh, okay. Well, that's not the one I was talking about. I was talking was about something uh, like that, right? I was talking about when back in uh I don't know when it was, but he released a video and it was him throwing the ball like 70 yards or 80 yards, and everybody was just going crazy about the arm strength. You know, he didn't even move his legs and just threw it. And I'm like, this is Jamarcus Russell all over again. <laughs> the dude from his knees throwing the ball 70 yards. And how did that work out? You know, people are getting wild about stuff that does not matter whatsoever. Now he may go on to have a great NFL career. Yeah, I'm not saying anything against him. I mean, I saw him, you know, play against Carolina. I watched him a couple other times. I think he's a good quarterback. I didn't see him as a first-round pick. Yeah, but nobody else did. What it does tell me is that our friend Addison, who I think it was Addison that was just going crazy about, was it Malik Willis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Last year out of Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. 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 (laughs) Went to uh, went to the Tennessee Titans, and they're they're already drafting his replacement. <laughs> I mean, they've seen enough of him. Uh, so now Ryan Tannehill still has the job, but uh, I guess Will Levis will be taking over shortly if if they like what they see out of him. Uh, but your Atlanta Falcons, to me, I loved their pick in the first round. Yes, you can say Ooh, that was high for a running back, but you got the best running back in the NFL draft, and he. I mean, you got one of the I, best players in the. NFL. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You not only that, you got one of the best players in the draft, and he fits what Atlanta wants to do so well. They won't, They ran the ball more than any team in the NFL last yeah. year. And they just got clearly the best running back in the draft. Over 130 yards a game on the ground for Atlanta. Uh, whenever we were prepping for last week's show, he was the pick I wanted. Mm. Everybody, all the analysis uh, analysts, everybody said Atlanta's going defense first pick. B. John Robinson was the pick I wanted. Wrote him down on paper to talk about him. We end up getting delayed. Can't have our podcast. So my genius pick didn't work out. Can you, can you imagine uh, if B. John Robinson played for Georgia or Alabama instead of Texas? Yeah, he would have won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I'm I'm excited with the pick. I think overall Atlanta graded out like a B. Mm-hmm. I love what they did. Second pick they they traded. I think I wrote it down. What what picks they traded. Uh, I thought I did. Yeah, 45 and 110 to get to number 38 for Matthew Bergeron, offensive lineman out of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, kid out of Canada, big kid. Only had one offer uh, out of high school. But they're expecting him to make an impact on day one. And then in round three, they picked up the defensive end out of Ohio State, Zach Harrison, who they're not expecting to make uh, be a starter. They signed Bud Dupree and another – they spent a lot of money in the offseason. They did. They said Bud Dupree, another veteran on the defense line, uh, to like one year deals. So Zach Harrison can come in, uh, get a feel for things, get some play time, and then you know year two, three, four really start making an impact. After that, bolstered their secondary, which is good. Took a cornerback out of Utah, and then the safety out of Alabama, and then picked up my man Jovan Gwynn. Offense lineman out of Carolina, so I was happy to see that. But yeah, overall, and, overall, I'd say B. 
a B. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 nailed, they nailed that first-round pick. And you talk about South Carolina Gamecocks going to your NFL team. Obviously, I had a Clemson player uh, go to my favorite NFL team, uh, the Washington Commanders, that uh, K.J. Henry, they traded up in the fifth round to get K.J. Henry. Uh, obviously looking for some more depth on that at that defensive end position behind Chase Young and uh and Montez Sweat. And it was funny that he they released a video of their family celebrating and KJ Henry's dad uh came down the stairs and he had a throwback uh Jeremiah Trotter uh Washington Redskins <laughs> jersey on which the funny thing about that is and not only you know he's a diehard uh Washington fan, but his son, not his son, but Jeremiah Trotter's son is a the starting middle linebacker for Clemson now, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., nice. who's a preseason All-American at the linebacker position. So that that that's pretty pretty neat there. And then obviously they went cornerback in the first round. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State, uh, I believe he set the NCAA record for most career interceptions. It's like fourteen or something like that. Uh, so possibly a, uh, a you know a starter right away for the team that needs a little bit more playmaking ability in that secondary, but overall good draft uh, for uh, the Washington commander. So, and obviously happy to see a Clemson tiger uh, go to the team. I I will say one thing that was cool for, for me and you personally, you know, we talked earlier about covering on a different podcast, uh, high school football in South Carolina. It was cool to see Zach Pickens, go he, oh, yeah, he went to right. chicago that's and that's right. the guy we covered as a yep. junior we saw him yep. play in the, in the state championship game yep. in columbia yep. as a senior really yep. watched him progress go to carolina have an excellent career at carolina yep. and now goes to chicago being I think drafted. he won didn't he win gatorade player of the year in the state of south carolina yeah he did, senior he did. Year? yeah i yep. believe so um yeah, yeah. so yep. that was cool to see you know somebody that we we watched from a early oh, yeah. level go um, or, yeah. you know, just patting our journalistic. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it's crazy, here. though, that, you know, talk about that, just the, how long ago that was. And, you know, they're still – you yeah. know, when we see those players, you know, whether it be at the college level still, with some of them still continuing their careers or going pro, like you said, with Zach Pickens. Yeah, uh, I covered, mean, you still got – Back in the day. Luke Doty, you got Boogie Huntley, yeah. friend of the show, who's who's uh, really looking to be one of the leaders on that South Carolina defensive line this coming year. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool to yeah, see. You got Hunter Helms over at uh, Clemson. Yep. Then you got Demonte Capehart, who's had a little bit of injury problem when he got to Clemson, but he's finally fully healthy. So they're expecting big things out of him. Jalen uh, Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. That's right. He going uh, out of Tennessee. He out lived Tennessee. last year. Yeah. yeah, a little did people know. Which you know, we knew. We covered Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, we. I knew. was standing next to Jeff Scott. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at the at the game when Jeff Scott was there uh, looking at him. Yeah, uh, see, and I mean, we knew Clemson didn't offer him for whatever reason, but no, uh, we we knew when he was at Dutch Fork. We were, who, who was that? That was Dutch Fork and um, River Bluff, River Bluff High School. Yeah, River Bluff. Yeah, High School. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, so that's that's the NFL draft. We're winding down here on this episode, so I do want to mention real briefly before we move over to the serial bracket. Major League Baseball: the Braves currently twenty and ten. I think they're leading the Miami Marlins. As of right now, three and a half game lead on the uh, on the Mets in the National League East, and then obviously one with the record being set by former Clemson Tiger Spencer Strider set the franchise record for consecutive games with nine games with nine plus strikeouts. Uh, so to nine games, set the record breaking John Smoltz's eight game uh, streak. So pretty neat there, former Clemson Tiger, but Spencer Strider, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, it, he's. 
he is his career is just taking off, which he was good at Clemson, had a Tommy John surgery to kind of brought his career at Clemson to a halt. And then COVID hit, I believe, his last year there. So uh but yeah, yeah he's he and, just, and whenever we were going to set up our own line franchise at the show, that was the player that Clint wanted to get for me. I drew the Braves somehow and I think Clint ended up uh in Anaheim, I talked I my way into getting the Orioles. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> See how good it did you. But uh, yeah, that yeah, was no. the one player that Clint wanted immediately. Yeah, I was like, "What will it take to get Spencer Strider?" Yeah. And then Austin, of course, when I had the Angels, was like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have him, dude. That's that's fair. Yeah, pitcher, yeah. pitcher for pitcher. So and then uh, throwing it, throwing an outfielder. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, golf, we'll, we'll get into golf uh, our next episode because that will lead right into the second major of the season. Uh, but we know John Rahm won the Masters. And the again. second, and the second uh, Rizzy Tour event. Right? Yeah, the second Rizzy Tour event. So we'll get more into golf in our next episode. Uh, and obviously my experience at Augusta National, but we've got to get the cereal bracket taken care of before we get out of here. Cereal bracket, we saw... Fruity Pebbles knock off. I don't even remember who it was now. Fruity Pebbles knocked off. Fruity Pebbles knocking off Captain Crunch 3-0. And then you had uh, Captain Crunch peanut butter falling to Reese's Puffs 2-1. And then you had Fruit Loops falling to Cinnamon Toast Crunch 2-1. And then one seated Frosted Flakes knocking off Waffles Crisp. So since we're running a little short on time, uh, we will not give you our votes and breakdown for those matchups. We'll wait till our next episode uh, to give you our picks, but we are going to put those uh, the matchups up on Twitter. So at Walk On Water Boys, we'll have the matchups and a poll to vote on, and then uh, at Clint Wow Podcast, we'll also have the matchup to vote on. So again, the matchups are going to be Frosted Flakes taking on Cinnamon Toast Crunch, both one seeds, and then we've got one seeded Fruity Pebbles taking on two-seated Reese's Puffs. Again, at Clint Well Podcast and at Walk on Water Boys. Be sure you head over there to vote. So, Austin, anything before we close out the show? You've broken your mic stand. I've broken my <laughs> mic stand. Uh, no, I think uh, a little bit of a different format here. Um, I'm not against it. I think things went well, other than this malfunction. I need to talk to our producer and get a new mic but other than that hey fun times back at it <laughs> all right we'll see you back here again on the walk on water walk <laughs> walk on water boys podcast in about two weeks in time for the second major of the season for austin i'm clint thanks for joining